Good evening, this is Mandy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News. Creston police report three people were transported to the hospital following a two-vehicle crash in Creston on Monday. Police say the accident happened at 6.26 p.m. at Highway 34 and Highway 169 South. 38-year-old Jason Vernon Mullen of Johnston was driving an eastbound 2004 Ford F-150 pickup on Highway 34. 96-year-old Leroy Dale Manship of Afton was driving a 2013 Chrysler Town & Country, attempting to go westbound on Highway 34 and turned in front of oncoming traffic. Mullen was unable to move out of the way to avoid the collision. EMS Ground transported Jason Mullen, 65-year-old Marilee Elizabeth Mullen, and a 14-year-old female passenger to Greater Regional Hospital in Creston. An unknown individual stole a truck and drove recklessly around McKinley Park and Cozy Campers Campground in Creston. The Creston Police Department says the 2006 Ford F-150 was stolen between the hours of 10 p.m. on Monday and 7 a.m. on Tuesday from a property on Levi Street. The truck crashed into four campsite signs, a picnic table, and an electrical box. The truck was then abandoned. CAM Superintendent Paul Cron said students will be back in session at regular time Thursday morning. The Anita Fire Department was called to the high school this morning for smoke in the building. Paul Cron said an electrical motor burned up, creating a smoke issue in the building. The 7th through 12th grade students and staff were evacuated to the North Elementary Gymnasium and were allowed to be released early with parent permission. Cron says they have been ventilating smoke from the building and he expects students to return to class on schedule Thursday. He thanks everyone for their patience and the Anita Fire Department for their help. The Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship and the United States Department of Agriculture and Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service have confirmed a case of highly pathogenic avian influenza in Mills County. The affected site is a backyard mixed species flock. On Tuesday, the Harlan City Council reviewed and approved a memorandum of understanding for using the county ambulance. Harlan City Administrator Gene Getty said the switchover from privately run to county-run ambulance service switched at 12.01 a.m. on December 1st. And as of this morning, uh, approximately 30 runs have been made. Um, I learned that on Friday alone, uh, there were four transfers uh, from the hospital into the city. Um, and I think those occurred from 4 p.m. on. Uh, again, just the, being able to continue that and not miss a beat. I've been talking to Jordan. He said it's been pretty active, uh, yet the, the team that's transferred over have become county employees and um, have, have delivered. And for Holland Fire and Rescue, uh, we've been put on standby once. Uh, and that was as of this morning. Yeah, as far as Harlem Fire Rescue needing to transport, that's not been a need yet. Getty said with the transition of the county service, as an additional layer of backup and support, the Harlan Fire and Rescue could transport patients if need be. The service is called Medic 3. Memorandum of Understanding memorializes that Harlan Fire and Rescue can transport patients for future reference. The Audubon County Board of Supervisors is putting the long-awaited courthouse HVAC project into motion. On November 30th, the supervisors approved the project to graphite construction without approving their low bid of $2.8 million because it came in 20% higher than the engineer's estimate. Audubon County Supervisors Chairman Doug Sorensen says that for the past several weeks, they have been looking at scaling back this project to fit the budget. 
Sorensen says in the meantime, they have figured out a funding mechanism after visiting with legal consultant John Danos. We get about $200,000 per year. We can borrow one and a half to two million dollars and get this whole thing done and not have to do piecemeal mm. and push some of it down the road to where it's going to cost even more. So I think in the end of the day, we're going to save the county money by getting it done now versus um, allowing it to inflate more. And so um, I think the consensus was a week ago that if we could figure out a way to fund it, we would do it. And so yesterday we we talked about it and we agreed we are just going to decline any change orders. We're just going to go ahead with the entire $2.8 million project. Sorensen said the project is using a general fund loan agreement that can be utilized without a public referendum. This type of loan agreement does require a 30-day comment period. And we're going to start this process probably next week as to how to go to, through this general fund loan agreement. Um, but it really kind of took a load off of us to finally find a little bit of resolution to this project and, and get it rolling. I think everybody was very delighted that we found a solution. Sorensen said Susan Gerlock with PSM in Des Moines thinks the county can get a bank loan for 5% or less, which would be cheaper than going with a bond and all of the additional costs that go along with it. Adair County Auditor Mandy Berg provided the Board of Supervisors with the fiscal year 25 ISAC group health rates this morning. Ours went up about 6.26% for single and 6.36% for family. Um, so the FY25 rate with our current plan would be $662 for a single rate and $1,488 for a family rate. Berg said, looking through the list, Adair County has the cheapest plan out of all of the counties that are in ISAC. Berg said representatives with Assured Partners will appear before the board soon to go over their options and what they are looking at for next fiscal year. The Adair County Supervisors also received a report from Maggie Berger of Spear Financial on where bond interest rates are today and the county issuing more general obligation debt. Berger said, as they have done in the past, they are talking about approximately $5 million, and the money they borrow needs to be spent down within 24 to 36 months. I also understand that the projects that you're looking to borrow for would be paid back with TIF revenues. Um, and in my conversation with Mandy, she does believe that this list of projects or this list of, of road projects or just one road project is already in your urban renewal area and it's already in your urban renewal plan, which just honestly means that we wouldn't have to necessarily do any TIF work to get this ready to go. What, what we would be looking at is then just being able to set dates of public hearing for the borrowing itself, um, hold the public hearing, and then proceed forward um, with the actual borrowing and the timeline. As far as interest rates, Berger said what they are looking at right now is anywhere between 4 and 5%. She said once the bid letting for the project happens, she can get to work and establish a timeline. County Engineer Nick Kaufman said the bid letting is set for January or February. The Iowa DNR and Atlantic Parks and Recreation released more trout into the small pond at Shelburg Recreation Area in Atlantic this afternoon. Brian Hayes, fisheries biologist, said this is part of an urban trout stocking program the DNR started nearly two decades ago. It's another couple hundred fish that, again, came from uh, Shenandoah, the Green Plains Energy, Optimal Aquafeed. It's kind of a little side business there raising these trout, doing uh, feed trials and stuff, and and then providing them to, to Iowa DNR to, to get out and create some fishing. And the first couple hundred that went in here did its job. I mean, people were catching them, 
having a great time, and that was good to hear. That's That was our goal. Hey said the next couple of days will be a great time to get out and fish with the warmer weather. Sounds like the key to fishing these and catching these is just stand back and watch the pond. You'll see them surfacing and then get over to where they're surfacing and, and then fish the school. So they're not everywhere, but they usually show themselves by surfacing and then use those little spinners like MEP spinners or Panther Martin spinners. A trout stamp is required in addition to a fishing license. The limit is five fish per day on your trout stamp. Kids under the age of 16 can fish with a licensed adult and the combined limit is five. The small pond is located on the northwest side of Schilberg Recreation Area across from the dog park. More news online at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Eddie Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News.